You're listening to the Woman Angler and Adventure Podcast, part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. And to see women with these huge boats and fishing that way, you know, and a crew of women is, I mean, it gave me, I've got chills right now because you just, I don't see that very often, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Welcome to another episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer. And uh, boy, you know, we spent some time in Florida. Okay, we're here right now. I'll confess, you're not going to hear it right away, but we are here now. Angie and I are still under the same roof. Yep. And we are running into the most interesting women ever. And we're so happy to have them as guests. Two, actually, two for one right now. Our first guest here, Dina Vick. And I've known... I haven't known you, but I've known of you for a long, long time because you're this media icon in the fishing industry. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And our other guest is Lee Rose Koza, who is this recent high school graduate fishing superstar who's got a college scholarship, all sorts of sponsors, including St. McCoy Rods going to jump into the fishing world and take it by storm. Thank you, Lee, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Wow, we're in here at ICAST. It's unbelievable. And uh, where do you start? You know, it's kind of overwhelming. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people that listen to our show are interested either in fishing as a recreation, hobby, tournament fishing, or a career in fishing. And uh, I think no one can speak better than that than you. Maybe. No. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. So you're, you uh, own Traditions Media. No. no. I work for Traditions Media. You work media. for Traditions yes. Media. Mm-hmm. And, but you have your, you're like one of the most active people, not only professionally, but as an angler yourself. Is that correct? Did I just see yes. you won a tournament or something? I was yes, like, we did. In well, Costa Rica. Me, yeah. Tell me about that. So uh, I, I am on board with a lot of tournaments, but I've never actually fished in a tournament in my life. And a friend of mine that owns Trace Nino's Tours in uh, Jaco, Costa Rica, told us about this tournament that Pelagic was putting on. And uh, it was a rooster fish tournament, and I had finally fir- caught my first rooster fish. Ooh. I call it the unicorn of the sea. I never thought I would ever catch <laughs> that thing. And um, so he called and said, hey, if you're going to be down here, why don't we fish in this tournament? So. Um, Ray Marine helped us, and we went out there. And so they had the rooster fish tournament, but they also had an inshore slam. Oh. And that's what we actually won. So I caught a, I think it was close to 30-pound Kubera snapper, wow. which kind of threw us over the, the edge. And then we had caught a wahoo on light tackle that just for fun, because in a rooster fish tournament, it's all catch photo release in mm-hmm. Costa Rica. And so you really, other than the inshore slam, there's not a lot to weigh. So we, we carried in that wahoo just to see what it would weigh. So I was excited. It didn't count, but it was exciting. Wow. So. Cool. Is it, weren't you down there? Or you I was some, in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Okay. Puerto Rico. All right. But I have been to Costa Rica before, but I never took advantage of the great fishing down there. Oh, well, let me tell you, in February, there is a tournament. It's women-only billfish tournament. And there's two different parts to it. It's 
hook your own fish or the, the hand hook. And um, I think last year they had over women from over 13 different countries. Wow. And it's the weekend of February 20th, um, coming up next year in Capos. And um, Samantha Munson, she owns the, uh, Mumford, I'm sorry, she owns the only prop shop in Central America, and she's a woman uh, and an cool. angler, and she puts this on. So um, I'm excited. I want to go back and I want to fish that one. So women fly in from all over the world to fish or that. Boat in. There are a lot of women captains that, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal because, I mean, I know about female anglers, but here in America, I'm not, you know, I don't do a lot of deep sea fishing. I mean, I actually was the minnow girl. I I like to pan fish and bass fish and, and to see women with these huge boats and fishing that way, you know, and a crew of women is, I mean, I've got chills right now because you just, I don't see that. That would be awesome. Yeah, Angie and I are both captains, and uh, but you know nothing to that extent. But seeing ca- women captains around here is even a rare thing. That's true. Wow, and to see them come in from all over the by boat for that. Tournament, I was going to say, where do you, yeah. where do most of them come from? Just all different areas. I wanted to to ask her, but she um, she was showing me on the map. She's got the map in her office of all the different countries mm-hmm. but there are a lot of women that come from the states from florida okay and uh and then from all over that's cool you know s- salt water in freshwater what uh, talk about opposite it's like a totally different sport a totally different life don't you think i mean for me i mean i feel like i'm a pretty good angler in uh freshwater but you get me in salt water and i don't know what the heck i'm oh, doing you know definitely i'm i told a friend of mine you're gonna have to help me out if i actually want to hook a billfish. I've caught several, but I haven't hooked them myself. It's it's a whole different feel. I mean, there's an art to it. Yeah, wow, it's amazing. That's what intrigues me. You know, you mentioned we're down here in Florida, and I, I'm always drawn to Florida just because there's so many different fishing opportunities down here. You've got the saltwater, you've got the lakes, you've got the Gulf, you've got rivers. You know, all these different opportunities to fish. I, might end up down here someday. <laughs> well, you know, to do that, you need to pay the bills. And yeah, to pay the bills, just... you need to have a job. Yes. And, you know, working in this industry, um, it's there's so many facets of it, you know. And uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about what your work is and how you got started in this piece of the industry. Well, I work with Traditions Media, which is a public relations company that is primarily fishing based. We do have several hunting clients. Now we finally uh, diversified because people kept asking and, and we were like, no, we fish, we fish. Um, but we finally were like, well, I think we could try that out and, and um, hired the right team to, to come in and work with us. So everyone on our team are outdoor writers and, and editors, or we were. Um, we've also had worked as brand managers, worked in marketing and communications. Um, So it's a really good fit because what we always saw is that companies may hire advertising agencies or creative agencies, but nobody's really telling the story. You know, they don't have people writing stories about the product. How do you use the product? What works best? And it just kind of fell into a job and then became a company and and, um, we love it. uh, I've got a marketing degree and a communications degree and grew up fishing. Uh, fished all my life and uh, 
I uh, had a job where I, I dealt, it was in tourism, and I dealt with all the different markets, all the different areas, and we needed somebody that could write for fishing or be able to edit, and then I would bring in writers to the state, and so it just kind of grew into that job, and I met the guys with Traditions Media and morphed into it, so uh, yeah, I do uh, I do everything from media buying to, uh, I don't do much writing anymore, unfortunately. Um, but we do write about the products, uh, run the strategy for social media and digital media and marketing and, and those sort of things. That's one of the things when I do school presentations and stuff and talk to young kids is, you know, they want a career in the fishing industry or something. I said, well, learn how to write, you yes. know, get work on your communication skills. All those pieces of the pie that they don't really think are important come to be the most important piece of the pie in the end. Right. I had a, I work with the high school fishing team in my hometown, or I did. I've recently moved. And um, one of the, the young men kept coming up to me. I knew his, his uh, sister through dancing with my daughter. And he kept saying, how do I do what you do? How do I do what you do? And I said, well, how do you write? You know, what do you, and his mom said, well, you, yeah, go do your English homework. You know, you need to practice that. And, and I said, no, really, it's a good way to get in, you know, take good photographs, but also know it, you know, know fishing. Don't just fish, but learn everything you can about it. And I think that's what sets a lot of us apart is that we actually read about it. We're watching TV, we're reading blogs, we're listening to podcasts, and, you know, you've got to have that passion in order to want to work in it, I think. Right, right, and uh, definitely, and yeah, the opportunities now are more than ever, especially for women in the industry, you know, the whole campaigns that are going on. And I think uh, the companies are recognizing that the female consumer is such an important piece of the pie, you know, and I, I've been in the business for a long time myself. I saw it when the advertisers were pinup girls for the products and we've come a long way, baby. There's still a long way to go, but you know, Hats off to you. I, I read your stuff. I see what you do, and you guys do an excellent job over there at Traditions Media. And, uh, Thank you. Top notch. Yeah, really classy stuff. Well, I still remember the first time I met you was at a writer's conference, and you, you were coming up pitching ideas, telling me about you know different things that you were doing. And, yeah. And then I started reading what you were writing, and, and I don't know, fast forward how long it was and then yeah. you're winning awards at the writers I know that was a and... shocker I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a technical writer I'm just a storyteller that's what I say you know it, I have to experience it and then write the story and that's what people like reading though they like re reading you know the story and how it goes and not so much the technical aspects of things and as a how-to thing, but that's that's where I I can my I just wrote a story about my first deer hunting experience, and it's Barbie gets a buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. But uh, anyway, you know I don't want to leave out uh, Lee Rose here. You know, talk about uh, youth and young women having opportunities in the industry, and uh, so you were a high school fishing guru or something. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your high school fishing career and how that led to a college mm -hmm. scholarship. So I've always grown up in the fishing industry. You know, my dad owns a local bait and tackle store in my hometown, Marietta, Georgia. And so I've been around the products, worked in the shop, you know, with minnows and worms and all the crickets and the gross stuff, little stuff. But um, it was not till last year when my high school started a team. And I didn't do it the first year. I was kind of iffy about it. My brother did it, and I was just 
on the sidelines every Saturday watching him fish tournaments after tournaments. You know, he started winning a lot of awards and he started getting so into it. And then the next year I was like, I want to give it a shot. You know, I'm not scared anymore. I'm going to give it a shot because girls can do it too. And so it wasn't until then when I, you know, put my foot in it and my brother and I decided to become partners and my dad captained us. So it's kind of like a family deal. And we started succeeding together and building each other up, and it was just teamwork, family teamwork, really. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Were there other girls on the high school team? Um, there was a one other girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not a lot. Yeah, not <laughs> a lot, but, you know, it's getting there. Yeah. It really is. I'm seeing more and more younger females, which is awesome. That is, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So how did that lead into um, a college opportunity? Really, social media, you know, the colleges, they, they look at your stuff and they see what you do and your tournament wins and they, they'll come to you. And so it kind of just, I didn't know that I wanted to fish and then I was kind of on the sidelines about it. And when I heard about all the opportunities, I was like, why not? I love the sport. I love the industry. I want to one day work in the industry. So why not keep it up? So what college are you going to? I'll be attending Carson Newman University. Wow, where's mm-hmm. that at? Jefferson City, Tennessee. Wow. Right wow. outside of Knoxville. A lot really? of good fishing there yeah. out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's Cherokee, Douglas, Chick isn't too far. But I'm excited to learn the new lakes and meet new people. Well, if someone would have told us 20 years ago <laughs> there'd be high school fishing teams that lead to college yeah. scholarships, <laughs> I'd have never believed it. I'd have you know? joined a high school fishing team. Yeah. <laughs> crazy that's cool i'm excited to it'll be my home state well my now home state (laughs) i'm from minnesota originally but i live in nashville so i'm excited to live in tennessee yeah it's a good state it is a good state yeah so what kind of career do you look for in the future possibly in the industry Mm -hmm. well maybe dina's (laughs) i like what she does and it's cool that she's kind of like my mentor and i get to see what she does but I'd love to work in the media communications part of the fishing industry and, you know, promote products and work with other companies and do that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, one of the things, one of our taglines for the show is if she can do it, I can do it. You Mm -hmm. know, and having mentors like you, Dina, is like, that's, you know, that's when those light bulbs start going off. You know, you see other people doing it and you think, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that was, in my life, you know, well... 30 some years ago when I first saw my first female police officers what made mm-hmm. me first think of that and I thought wow she could and my dad was a cop but I never thought I could do it because just because he was doing it but when I saw a woman doing it suddenly it was like wow she's doing it I can do it and fast forward all these years and now a lot of this isn't any there's no barriers at all yeah. I mean whatever you want to do but we need these female role models and to we need uh, and... people the women supporting each other and uh that uh, you know, I said before, I said, uh, I've worked as a nurse and I've worked as a police officer and I've changed more lives in my work in fishing than I have in either of those other two companies, other two careers, because there's something about the empowerment that comes with being an outdoors person and hunting and fishing and that just kind of changes you. Do you, do you feel that way, Dina? I do. I do. And, uh... I think a lot of, a lot of times, you know, they will say, well, how did you get to do this? Why can you, you know, and actually my grandfather got me into it and he took me aside and made me the minnow girl. I mean, that's literally what he called me and he didn't grab my brother, he grabbed me, you know, and, 
and just kind of went from there. And so then when I meet people like Lee Rose and I'm like, hey, come on, because it, it is hard. It, it's a very hard barrier to entry. And I know people try to say now that it's not, there's more and more women in the, women working in the industry, but I don't think so. I mean, you can look around, they're not. And it's, and I don't know if it's a stigma or what, if, if they think we won't be interested in it or, you know, I know that when I first started spending time in Minnesota and Wisconsin, I was shocked how many women I saw fishing, bank fishing, shore fishing. And I know fishing's popular in the South, but I don't see a lot of women doing it by themselves. Do you? No. So when, when not at girls all. will see me fishing by myself, you know, they're just walking up to me like, like yeah, yeah, how do you do that? You do it yeah. on your own? Yeah. Can <laughs> I do that on my own? Yeah. You know? So it's like yeah. when you pull into a boat launch with your truck in your boat, you know, they immediately, they used to like want to offer to help. Oh, can I help you with that, honey? And they don't do that to me so much anymore. But I, I got it. Yeah, they do it to other, I see them do it to other women all the time, you know. And it's like, I just fished the governor's open in Wisconsin and the governor was in my boat. And when we showed up there the first day, there was other older media guys. You know how a lot of these media groups are old, old guys. And they said, uh, in fact, they had a hat on that said Master Angler. And goes, so you're a Master Angler, hey? Do you know how to use an open face reel? And, you know, so then by the end of the weekend, you know, we get first place in the bass category and the governor's in our boat. So seeing that, you know, is changing those everyone's minds. And, and you, the, the future for you is just so bright. and. Even now, I mean, even being so young, I mean, you have the potential to be a great role model to so many other young girls. I think more so, like, I'm an old lady now, you know, but having these young gals that are coming up and being the ones that are in the forefront and being successful, I think yeah. that's so important to have those people right. visible. Yeah. Definitely, especially in our region, because there just aren't in the south you just don't see that many women whatever it is you know because i grew up in minnesota I, I see all the women my mom fish all the time it's just not like that down here for whatever reason so it's really cool to see young yeah. kids like you yeah. getting in the college fishing for and sure. uh, yeah we'll be following what you're doing yeah. thank you yeah. you know social media has done a lot of stuff but one of the things i think is a huge benefit that i've seen is it kind of creates a community that women can be a part of even if they never have to show up in person but I know I'm in uh, I'm in women's fishing clubs and there's a support system and kind of private Facebook groups or something and they ask questions they're not worried about at feeling like they're asking a stupid question and yeah. you know you know you can see the transformation in these gals from when they first get started until two years later when they own their own boat and they're taking it out by themselves and the confidence yeah and 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 i think getting from point a to point to that end point i think that's what the goal really should be for some of these programs and i think that the best way to do that is through the whole if she can do it I can do it and sharing and mentoring and stuff and that's why I think all women in the industry no matter what if you're writing the story or if the, you're the new kid coming up or if you're the podcasters you know sending those messages out I think it now more than ever is a great time to be a, a part of that because we're seeing the change before our eyes I agree <laughs>
Absolutely. Yeah, it's exciting. You yeah. know, it's exciting to be at this ICAST, you know, with just the technology changes, if nothing else. What have you seen technology-wise? Maybe you can share some of your insight, Dina, because you, uh, you're kind of on the cutting edge of what's new. Um, I guess part of it would be clothing. And um, I'm uh, any of the manufacturers I've worked with that see me coming, I think they probably just roll their eyes because it's they know I'm going to say, when are you going to make something that fits me? You know, <laughs> When are you going to make something I like? And nothing against pink. I do like pink, but does it always have to be pink? Yeah. You know, and uh, that sort of thing. And I'm also a cyclist, and I've watched how long it took in cycling for us to, to get women-specific gear and women-specific clothing. And now I see that we're finally getting there slowly with uh, with fishing. We've always had activewear, you know, so-called fishing shirts that might might not work for what we want them to. But a lot of the companies now are coming out with more technical apparel um, suits that actually fit us. I'll put in a plug for Gill because I do work for them. Um, but I'm excited to work with them because you know they started out in sailing, and so. They already knew, you know, they were already taking care of and protecting women on boats in rough conditions. And they've taken it into fishing. And then I meet uh, the designers that are women and get to listen to them and talk about what they put into to the designs and making sure that it fits us. Because you can have a rain suit that say you're going to be on a boat with and you've got a hood and everything, but it's made to fit a man. And it doesn't matter what size we are as women we're different and we're proportionately different so you're on a boat flying in a storm and your hood comes over your head because yeah it may be a size small or a medium for a man it doesn't fit us right the vents aren't right the cinches aren't right you know um, it does matter it's not just about us looking good or feeling good there's safety involved a lot of times and so I'm seeing more and more technology on the clothing for us you know, it's um, there's other cool technologies that aren't women specific that are just cool, like um, the different boats. You know, we've got a lot of women that are kayak fishing now, and, yeah. and Hobie's just come out with a brand new drive that makes it a lot easier to fish and drive and control that boat. Um, so, you know, there's just they're they're thinking more out of the box. I think they're not just thinking about an angler; they're thinking about the type of angler and and what you know who's going to be using the equipment and how we're going to be using it what have, have you seen any i haven't let her be on the floor much yet i've had her up working <laughs> they wore out today but we'll see what uh through different eyes you know because i see it all the time right. and i see the new products yeah and i mean i i deal with with rods and lures and and, um, you know, a lot of different equipment. But it's the clothing that gets me excited. Oh, and footwear. So there's there's shoes, there's boots, there's everything like that. But my biggest problem, I have a lot of back issues. And on a boat, standing all day, my back kills me. And so now we're finding shoes that I can wear. Like, I'm wearing them at a trade show. Um, because my back doesn't hurt. And so they're actually, these are actually, yeah, these are the gill ones, but they're actually the supports that they're putting in them. They're not just, hey, wear some sandals on the right. boat because you're a girl. Yeah. You know, it's, right. they, they, yeah, and they're cute. They've made good boots and shoes for men for boating and for fishing, but I hadn't seen a lot of that for women, and now I am. Or not as many options. 
right mm-hmm. yeah right. so you know that the whole kayak thing is really getting more people on the water just because they can get into initial boat at the initial price point what a what a great way to get started Oh, yeah. Like, I don't own a big boat, and, and I probably won't. And one of the reasons is because it's intimidating. And it's, you know, kudos to you guys that are captains because I'm, uh, I just, I think, I know I can do it, but it's very overwhelming, you know, to think about. But so I exclusively kayak fish and I shore fish. And um, I've kayak fished for years, and it's something that, I can control, I can get in and out of the water myself, I can get it on a trailer or I can put one up on my car and um, I can fish anywhere, anytime I want. I don't have to worry about the truck, the trailer, the gas, the motor. Right. We talked about that today, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> the insurance. The, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and I've seen people out on Lake Michigan and, you know, there's a Salmonorama salmon tournament coming up. The kayak anglers are going to outfish some of these people in charter boats. Yeah, they're they're stealthy. They're quiet. You know, they're not spooking the fish with those big motors, and they do surprisingly well. I, it's just uh, astonishing to me to see the fish they come out with. And they're most of them are running hobies. You know, hands free, trolling three rods out the sides. I don't even know how they. It's, seems overwhelming. <laughs> well, and they're so stable. I mean, I think a lot of people used to be intimidated about kayak fishing because, especially getting out on those big lakes, these boats are so stable. I mean, I've even sight fished on the ocean standing up in waves and been okay mm-hmm. you know um but there did you get a chance to see the new hobie i i saw the the display of that 360 mirage drive Amazing. going around it's like i still haven't figured out how it works from inside the boat but i know i saw it it was they just had it kind of continually spinning around in there it's like you can go around trees and humps and kind of weave right your way in and through anything it really is amazing. Before, you would have to, re- at least for me, I'd have to remember, you know, pull the drive up or before you, you know, park on shore, watch out for, I mean, I I rammed a cypress knee one time so hard, I was like about knocked screw loose. But this, with the new kick up, the drive, the fins go right over it and then come back. I'm not going to wow. explain it very well, but the, I've got a video that it's just amazing, but coolest thing i mean when there's a 360 around, but it looks like a parallel parking <laughs> i explain kept explaining it today like a spaceship you know it's like yeah when, when we were doing the demo you'd have people we weren't even using the docking you know like you're gonna push me off you don't have to push you off just yeah flutter it a little bit and take off that's you know, cool it's, it, it's amazing it took them six years oh. um, to develop that and it's i'm sure it's the only one like that Yes, it is. Yeah, Hobie's always been the leader. You know, Angie here was out with Kevin. It went uh, four miles out out of uh, where La Jolla. Was wow. Yeah. Halibut fishing. So have you been in the fishing? I have. You, I, at, you didn't get out there I, yesterday? No, unfortunately. We just got in this morning, so we missed out on that. But oh, we'll I put wish, it on the list. I yeah. wish we would have had that uh, when we were out <laughs> on the ocean. That would have been nice. would have made it a little easier to get out from the beach, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but they also, you know, for me, like I mentioned my back, um, if I don't want to pull a trailer, you know, I've got, I have a passport, so it's a lot lighter. And I can get it right up on my mm. Subaru and take off. Well, they have know? so many uh, appliance like additions to put on your racks. I've seen this one bar that comes out that just makes it. You can do it oh, with yeah, one hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
it's uh it's amazing and things are changing so fast i mean every year here it's just like unbelievable the technology changes and the improvements and uh is a great time to be i feel sorry for the fish is what i do <laughs> i feel sorry for the people who haven't discovered how awesome fishing is yet yeah <laughs> so um Lee Rose, uh, do my, a lot of the girls that you went to school with, what do, what do they think about your fishing career? Do they think you're crazy? Or yeah, they do? a lot of them, yes. They're like, you fish? Like, what do you do? What is that? Do you use bread or live bait? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So I usually have to explain the whole tournament aspect of fishing and how it's really competitive and, you know, it just keeps building and growing. But... You know, they support me in it. They think it's awesome that I'm a girl that fishes tournaments. So so I think you'll convince any of your friends to give it a try? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I think I can do it, but yeah, find the right one. <laughs> well, I tell you, it sure feels good here to be with all these mm-hmm. strong women mm-hmm. and what role models for all of us and each other. And I just want to thank you guys. Now, I'm on this great traditions media mailing list. Now, can anyone, does anyone get those or is that just for media members? Anybody can. So that's a lot of good, like you talked about before, you know, the stories that go along with the products and stuff. If somebody wants to uh, be, how do they get in, get on that list? Pretty sure they can, I haven't looked lately. Um, We always say we're too busy promoting everyone else and not ourselves. Um, Pretty sure you can go to the website, which is www.traditions, with an S, so traditionsmedia.com, and I'm pretty sure there's a sign-up on there for them. It's very informative, and and the writers make it fun to read. You know, you're not, and I know those guys, too, a lot of them, Josh and... uh, some Jim of the other, yeah, Jim, yeah, I fished with those guys. Musky fishing out of a Hobie, actually. Oh, I wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> I, I still too. haven't caught a musky. Me either. Really? Yeah. See, we need to go do that. We do. Have you caught a musky? There's a really good musky fishery outside of Knoxville called Mountain Hill. So, yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> she has a new uh, Angler Quest pontoon. Oh. Yep. Nice. Picking it up on Saturday, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be so sweet. We troll out of pontoons over in Arkansas. People laugh at us, like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, it works in the north. I know. work here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited. It's actually a Quest pontoon. Oh. Um, same company, just a different model, I guess, different section, segment of their what they do. But, um definitely equipped for fishing but i want to take it out and do some tournament bass fishing with it you don't see people doing that why not it's got a 250 yamaha on it you know it's gonna go plenty fast and um, i'm gonna be a lot more comfortable (laughs) we put on a when we were using we took a dragonfly rain marine it's Mm -hmm. portable and then the transducer dropped it down and it's just a little portable set in there and we just stick it on there and then we've got electronics while we're yep. out there so there's a lot of cool ways you can oh, yeah. you can do that with your electronics that uh ray marine dragonfly a lot of the gals that i ice fish with put those on their atvs for mapping yes in the in the winter Winter. and then on their kayaks for sonar and down imaging in the summer but now there's a whole new um ice fishing pack to go with it so you can use the sonar in right. the winter so that that's a great product i've recommended the dragonfly to a lot of people and 
it works well all year round. It does. They, uh, because I put an axiom that was way too big on my kayak, and we were talking today about how easy it is. Because uh, I've worked with other electronics companies before, and I'm like, okay, now how do I do that? You know, get out the manual, and and uh, I was trying to explain to someone how easy the axiom was, and I'm like, I literally in 10 minutes, I knew that you could watch Netflix on it. I knew, I know you not supposedly you can't catch fish that way, but I have a picture of my fish with Netflix. I got <laughs> yelled at from across the lake. You're supposed to be fishing, and I had it blaring. But I took a, I took the hotspot on the phone. I had a, a little speaker for music. I hooked, and I'm not an electronic person. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't even work the remote half the time. It's, it gets too complicated. But I hooked up the hotspot on the phone. I Bluetoothed the speaker into the unit. No, I did not read anything. I swear. <laughs> Figured out going because it's all touchscreen going through there. Got Netflix wired up. There's also Spotify, so you've got your music. And or, your podcast. Or, yeah, <laughs> and your podcast. And uh, ended up in the weeds. So then Noel, yeah, Noel's like, what are you doing over there? You're supposed to be fishing. So I'm trying to get myself out of the weeds because I did not have the new 360. So I'm like getting paddle, trying to get out of there. And he was, I'm like, I am fishing. So I flip it back over so I can see what I'm doing. And caught a fish and so that's why I took the picture I'm like had picture. I'm like, I can do it all I can do it that's <laughs> funny yeah that's funny awesome well you guys I'll look forward to maybe running into you again and uh, seeing some of this stuff I, I'm going to get over to that Gills booth and look at some Definitely. of that clothes yeah. Yeah. Right. very nice you to Lori yeah yeah, yeah we'll have her on the show yeah she, 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 she sounds like an interesting resource yeah. Yes. Any any former rugby player or someone worth talking to, I think. Did you play rugby? No. That oh, was we, we didn't have, I would have, but they, it wasn't an option. Yeah, I mean, we didn't I was, have it where I lived. Yeah, I mean, when I was in high school, it was the first year women could play any sports. It was that whole Title IX year back in okay. the 70s. So, uh, yeah, they didn't have rugby back in those days, but for us, unfortunately. But now, look at we're on the cutting edge of all things great for the future it's all for women. different and exciting. So we're going to put links to um, your social media account, if you don't mind. You'll get more followers on Instagram, and we'll hook up links over to Traditions, and people can get on that list if they want. And, hey, thank you guys both for being on the show today, and thank you, Dina, so much for all you've done for the industry, and I appreciate having a connection with you. and. Uh, you're a, a role model to many. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs>